Letter five of Clarissa, volume four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Clarissa, volume four by Samuel Richardson. Letter five. Mr. Lovelace to John Belford, Esquire, Sunday. Have been at church, Jack. Behave admirably well, too. My charmer is pleased with me now for I was exceedingly attentive to the discourse, and very ready in the auditor's part of the service. Eyes did not much wonder. How could they, when the loveliest object, infinitely the loveliest in the whole church, was in my view? Dear creature! How fervent, how amiable in her devotions! I have got her to own that she prayed for me. I hope a prayer from so excellent a mind will not be made in vain. There is, after all, something beautifully solemn in devotion. The Sabbath is a charming institution to keep the heart right, when it is right. One day in seven, how reasonable! I think I'll go to church once a day often. I fancy it will go a great way towards making me a reformed man, to see multitudes of well-appearing people all joining in one reverend act, an exercise how worthy of a rational being. Yet it adds a sting or two to my former stings, when I think of my projects with regard to this charming creature. In my conscience, I believe, if I were to go constantly to church, I could not pursue them. I had a scheme come into my head while there, but I will renounce it, because it obtruded itself upon me in so good a place. Excellent creature! How many ruins has she prevented by attaching me to herself, by engrossing my whole attention? But let me tell thee what passed between us in my first visit of this morning, and then I will acquaint thee more largely with my good behaviour at church. I could not be admitted till after eight. I found her ready prepared to go out. I pretended to be ignorant of her intention, having charged Dorcas not to own that she had told me of it. "'Going abroad, madam?' with an air of indifference. "'Yes, sir, I intend to go to church. I hope, madam, I shall have the honour to attend you.' No, she designed to take a chair and go to the next church. This startled me. A chair to carry her to the next church from Mrs. Sinclair's, her right name not Sinclair, and to bring her back hither in the face of people who might not think well of the house. There was no permitting that. Yet I was to appear indifferent.' but said I should take it for a favour, if she would permit me to attend her in a coach, as there was time for it, to St. Paul's. She made objections to the gaiety of my dress, and told me that if she went to St. Paul's, she could go in a coach without me. I objected Singleton and her brother, and offered to dress in the plainest suit I had. I beg the favour of attending you, dear madam, said I. I have not been at church a great while. We shall sit in different stalls, and the next time I go— I hope it will be to give myself a title to the greatest blessing I can receive. She made some further objections, but at last permitted me the honour of attending her. I got myself placed in her eye, that the time might not seem tedious to me, for we were there early, and I gained her good opinion, as I mentioned above, by my behaviour. The subject of the discourse was particular enough. It was about a prophet's story or parable of an ewe-lamb, taken by a rich man from a poor one who dearly loved it, and whose only comfort it was, designed to strike remorse into David on his adultery with Uriah's wife Bathsheba, and his murder of the husband. These women, Jack, have been the occasion of all manner of mischief from the beginning. Now when David, full of indignation, swore, King David would swear, Jack, but how shouldst thou know who King David was, the stories in the Bible, that the rich man should surely die? Nathan, which was the prophet's name, and a good ingenious fellow, cried out, which were the words of the text, "'Thou art the man!' By my soul I thought the parson looked directly at me, and at that moment I cast my eye full on my ewe-lamb. 
but I must tell thee, too, that, that I thought a good deal of my rosebud. A better man than King David in that point, however, thought I. When we came home we talked upon the subject, and I showed my charmer my attention to the discourse, by letting her know where the doctor made the most of his subject, and where it might have been touched to great advantage, for it is really a very affecting story, and has as pretty a contrivance in it as ever I read. And this I did in such a grave way, that she seemed more and more pleased with me, and I have no doubt that I shall get her to favour me to-morrow night, with her company at my collation. Sunday evening. We all dine together in Mrs. Sinclair's parlour, all excessively right. The two nieces have topped their parts, Mrs. Sinclair hers. Never was so easy as now. She really thought a little oddly of these people at first, she said. Mrs. Sinclair seemed very forbidding. Her nieces were persons with whom she could not wish to be acquainted. But really we should not be too hasty in our censures. Some people improve upon us. The widow seems tolerable. She went no further than tolerable. Miss Martin and Miss Horton are young people of good sense, and have read a great deal. What Miss Martin particularly said of marriage, and of her humble servant, was very solid. She believes with such notions she cannot make a bad wife. I have said Sally's humble servant is a woollen-draper of great reputation, and she is soon to be married. I have been letting her into thy character, and into the characters of my other three esquires, in hopes to excite her curiosity to see you to-morrow night. I have told her some of the worst, as well as best parts of your characters, in order to exalt myself, and to obviate any sudden surprises, as well as to teach her what sort of men she may expect to see, if she will oblige me with her company. By her after observation upon each of you, I shall judge what I may or may not do, to obtain or keep her good opinion, what she will like or what not, and so pursue the one or avoid the other, as I see proper. So while she is penetrating into your shallow heads, I shall enter her heart, and know what to bid my own to hope for. The house is to be taken in three weeks. All will be over in three weeks, or bad will be my luck. Who knows, but in three days. Have I not carried that great point of making her pass for my wife to the people below, and that other great one of fixing myself here night and day? What woman ever escaped me who lodged under one roof with me? The house, too, the house, the people, people after my own heart, her servants, Will and Dorcas, both my servants. Three days, did I say? Poo, 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 three hours. I have carried my third point, but so extremely to the dislike of my charmer, that I have been threatened, for suffering Miss Partington to be introduced to her without her leave, which laid her under a necessity to deny or comply with the urgent request of so fine a young lady, who had engaged to honour me at my collation, on condition that my beloved would be present at it. To be obliged to appear before my friends as what she was not. She was for insisting that I should acquaint the women here with the truth of the matter, and not go on propagating stories for her to countenance, making her a sharer in my guilt. By what points will not perseverance carry, especially when it is covered over with the face of yielding now, and Parthian-like returning to the charge anon? Do not the sex carry all their points with their men by the same methods? Have I conversed with them so freely as I have done, and learnt nothing of them? Didst thou ever know that a woman's denial of any favour, whether the least or the greatest, that my heart was set upon, stood her in any stead? The more perverse she, the more steady I. That is my rule. But the point thus so much against her will carried, I doubt thou wilt see in her more of a sullen than of an obliging charmer. For when Miss Partington was withdrawn, what was Miss Partington to her? In her situation she wanted no new acquaintances. And what were my four friends to her in her present circumstances? She would assure me, if ever again, 
and there she stopped with a twirl of her hand. When we meet I will, in her presence, tipping thee a wink, show thee the motion, for it was a very pretty one, quite new. Yet have I seen an hundred pretty passionate twirls, too, in my time, from other fair ones. How universally engaging is it to put a woman of sense, to whom a man is not married, in a passion. Let the reception given to every ranting scene in our plays testify. Take care, my charmer. Now thou art come to delight me with thy angry twirls, that thou temptest me not to provoke a variety of them from one whose every motion, whose every air, carries in it so much sense and soul. But, angry or pleased, this charming creature must be all loveliness. Her features are all harmony and made for one another. No other feature could be substituted in the place of any one of hers, but must abate of her perfection. And think you that I do not long to have your opinion of my fair prize. If you love to see features that glow, though the heart is frozen, and never yet was thawed, if you love fine sense, and adages flowing through teeth of ivory and lips of coral, an eye that penetrates all things, a voice that is harmony itself, an air of grandeur mingled with a sweetness that cannot be described, a politeness that, if ever equalled, was never excelled, you'll see all these excellencies, and ten times more, in this my Gloriana. Mark her majestic fabric, she's a temple, sacred by birth and built by hands divine, her soul the deity that lodges there, nor is the pile unworthy of the god or to describe her in a softer style with Roe, the bloom of opening flowers, unsullied beauty, softness and sweetest innocence she wears, and looks like nature in the world's first spring. Adieu, varlets, four, at six on Monday evening, I expect ye all. End of letter five.